Welcome to today's table. This is Jen, and I have Samantha, Lindsay, and Hope. And today we are talking about prayer. Before we start talking about prayer, um, if you have the device called Alexa in your home, here's a fun thing that might be happening in your house. Happened in mine. So we were really proud of our child the other day for getting all of the math questions correct. It's awesome. Later on, we were checking Alexa for, hey, what questions have been asked for a totally different thing? And you know what questions have been asked? What is 23 times 56? What Uh-oh. is 10 times 92? What is? It just went on and on and on. That's how we got perfect math score. So you mean Alexa got a perfect math Alexa score? Alexa got a perfect math score. That's actually pretty score. smart. It is really smart. Mm-hmm. It He's is. using his resources. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's really hard to stay on top of these people. Because yeah. you, you have a lot. Mm-hmm. They're too yeah. smart but for I'm you. Up for the challenge. <laughs> They're not too smart for me, Lindsay. I got this. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> I believe in you. Thanks. Awesome. I'll pray for you. Thank you. On that note, <laughs> let's talk about prayer. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Why do we want to talk about prayer? Why does that matter? Hope. God says to pray. That's he true. does. Mm-hmm. That's one reason. Yeah. yeah. Because he wants us to know that is the only power that we actually have. We That's don't right. have our own power. We only have God's power. And mm. so he wants us to have it. So he says, ask. And you I think want it, it, ask. And I think it shows our dependence if we are having to ask and yes. say that we can't do this on our own because we're recognizing where the power is and mm-hmm. it's not us. It's going to say, so sometimes people will ask, um, if God is sovereign, then why do we need to pray? Mm. I've thought that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for sure. So what would you say to that person? Because God told God, us to pray. There is a mystery in that because God is sovereign and he, it, these are his plans that are being carried out. But there, he also interacts with us mm-hmm. through prayer. And mm-hmm. there is something that happens there. And there's story after story in the Bible that shows us that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's for our good. Like it reorients our heart to the true story and mm-hmm. like we're saying to our limitedness. So I think um, he he commands us to do it because he knows it's good for us to recognize that. And mm-hmm. so um, it, it invites us in, like you're saying, Samantha, and there is some sort of mysterious interchange there. It's not that God is able to change, but he does listen and hear mm-hmm. us and mm-hmm. he acts. He does. And this goes back to um, thinking back to the false stories from a few episodes ago. And it helps us to reorient to the true story and not to our false story, whatever that false story is. Yeah. Um, praying helps us recognize the ultimate true story is in Jesus. Mm-hmm. And when we look at scripture, we see that God himself prayed because Jesus prayed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, That's true. As an example. And he's still interceding on mm-hmm. our behalf the right yeah. hand of the father. So if he's doing it, we should, we should do it. I've been mm-hmm. thinking about that a lot lately. Just the fact I was reminded uh, a few weeks ago that Jesus is still interceding on our behalf. Mm. And that's just, that just makes me feel really loved. Yeah. He's praying for me. Yeah. We are seen and loved. Yes. Yeah. So what does the Bible say about prayer? We're going to each read a few verses to, um, help us see a little bit more what the Bible does say about prayer. I am going to start with John 15, five through seven. I am the vine. You are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, 
He it is that bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. That sounds like prayer. It does. And I'll read uh, James 5.16. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. And I'm going to read 1 Thessalonians 5.16 to 18. It says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God and Christ Jesus for you. And I'm in Ephesians six eighteen says, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. And I am reading Luke 18, 1. And he told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not lose heart. So these are instances that you can go back and just see the context of, but they're all talking about um, how we're to pray. And so it just, it's referenced as if it's just part of our our daily life, our walk of being a Christian is to pray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's different disciplines in prayer. Um, mm-hmm. We can do it in different ways. And we look back one of the, one of my favorite ways to do prayer is to look back at prayers from believers mm-hmm. from a long time ago and to see the beauty and just really cool things that you can see from the prayers. And one of the places that we as a community mm-hmm. have found to do together is read through the Valley of Vision. And I'm going to read for y'all a prayer from the Valley of Vision called Living by Prayer. Oh, that's perfect. Picked out intentionally. (laughs) (laughs) It says, O God of the open ear, teach me to live by prayer as well as by providence for myself, soul, body, children, family, church. Give me a heart frameable to thy will. So might I live in prayer and honor thee. Being kept from evil, known and unknown, help me to see the sin that accompanies all I do, and the good I can distill from everything. Let me know that the work of prayer is to bring my will to thine, and that without this it is folly to pray. When I try to bring thy will to mine, it is to command Christ, to be above him and wiser than he. This is my sin and pride. I can only succeed when I pray, according to thy precept and promise, and to be done with as it pleases thee according to thine sovereign will. When thou commandest me to pray for pardon, peace, brokenness, it is because thou wilt give me the thing promised for thy glory, as well as for my good. Help me not only to desire small things, but with holy boldness to desire great things for thy people, for myself, that they and I might live to show thy glory. Teach me that it is wisdom for me to pray all that I have out of love, willingly, and not of necessity, that I may come to thee at any time to lay open my needs acceptably to thee, that my great sin lies in my not keeping the Savior of thy ways, that the remembrance of this truth is one way to the sense of thy presence, that there is no wrath like the wrath of being governed by my own lust for my own ends. Amen. I love that. And so we can also, that is... Uh, I think you said it, a resource called the Valley of Vision. Mm -hmm. And then we can also pray through the Psalms. Mm -hmm. Um, The Psalms are there to teach us how to pray. Yeah. I think it's helpful to have things like the Valley of Vision and the Psalms, just the reasoning behind it, because sometimes 
a, I'm like, I don't know what to pray. Like I need, Mm -hmm. I need someone to give me words for this because I just can't even put to words what I'm feeling or thinking or even knowing what I'm needing. I think that's helpful, but I think it's also good to see, I'm just thinking about the, um, the lenses over time that, that people hundreds of years ago are are praying the same things that I'm feeling like I need prayer for. Mm -hmm. That's encouraging, Mm -hmm. but it's also helpful to see how they're framing that Mm -hmm. to see like, okay, where is it that I'm expecting something because of my culture, Mm -hmm. but that's not something God's promised or where am I expecting it to turn out a certain way or that I need to sound a certain way when I pray or or, I don't know. I think it's just, I think it's just helpful to read um, prayers from others. And so words to sometimes things that I'm not able to articulate. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's helpful to look at Psalms and look at different resources like this to be like, oh, that, yes, that is what I'm feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know how to articulate that. And that's also been really formative to my own prayer life and growing and just seeing those prayers and growing as I'm praying too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One thing I do is when I try and read through a Psalm daily and ideally I will have my journal next to me while I am doing it. Mm-hmm. And I will try and find one or two verses to write down from the psalm that helps my heart with the gospel. And when you do that, it really just slows your brain down as you're writing it. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's super helpful in terms of just letting that truth sink in. Yeah. So it's just been really cool to use the psalms to pray, to like slow down line by line, like to read a line. Yes. And pray the implications of that. Mm-hmm. Whether that's just pray Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and just be thankful for what that line said about God, or pray like, oh, I feel that I need that too, God. Or mm-hmm. um, even praying, Lord, I don't understand what this is saying in <laughs> this psalm. Like mm-hmm. just using that to just stir your um, your affections for the Lord and your prayer life with Him. And it makes me feel joyful that that is my brother in Christ mm. that wrote that Psalm. Mm. Yeah. And it just is a reminder to me of the community of believers that I'm with Yeah, the seen and unseen. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. really cool. Well, and another practice um, of prayer is just praying now. So whether that's stopping when somebody is struggling with something and just praying over them and with them, or even for yourself personally, I know that there have been several instances in my own life. Um, one specifically, I remember walking through a season of anxiety and one morning I was alone and just really struggling with anxiety. And I just remember praying and crying out to the Lord, um, you know, just that I needed help in that moment um, to ease my anxiety. And I kid you not, a couple minutes later, one of my great friends who I never talked to at that time of day just called me out of the blue and she said, Jen, is there something going on? You know, how's it going? And I was blown away and I just knew the Lord heard my prayer and Mm -hmm. he was answering. So Mm -hmm. that's awesome. Yeah. And it doesn't, you can pray. That is just a really good habit to try and get into when you say to somebody, Hey, I'll pray for you. Instead of that, can I pray with you now? Yes. So the other day, I love that. Mm -hmm. I was talking to someone that I, I didn't know I was helping them with a job search and, um, I hadn't had a chance to look at their resume ahead of time. And I told him the reason why was because we had been struggling with some family things that week. And, um, so we got through the whole conversation. It was about a 20 to 30 minute conversation. And then at the end he said, Hey, tell me more about, you know, is there more that you can tell me about what's going on with your family? And so we talked about that. And then this person that I don't even know just said, can I pray for you right now? Mm -hmm. And he prayed for me over the phone and it, was amazing. It just made me feel so loved by this person that is my brother in Christ that I don't know. And, um, 
that is extremely powerful when you do that for people. So, and I think that helps us be accountable for that phrase. Like I'll pray for you Yeah, because Mm -hmm. I, with the best intentions will say, I'll pray for you, Yeah, but then life and Mm -hmm. I forget and I want to pray for them. And so, um, part of that is building rhythms of prayer to have times for that. But Mm -hmm. I, I love that of just saying, Hey, can I pray for you right now? Mm -hmm. Like something that years ago, I think I talked with my mom about was like, she would say, you know, I'll pray for you about that. And like, I was like, I want to believe you, mom. But when I say that, I know what I mean. Mm -hmm, And she was like, I had the same way, but like she, I know she's been praying for me. She's so good at that. But I think, I think that like conversation with her just helped me realize like either I need to pray right then or I need to not say it. Right. I just want to be a faithful witness and say like, if I'm not going to pray for you, then I need to not say it. And that's like convicting in and of itself. Right. But on that note too, there are, you know, as you begin to focus more on prayer and, and doing what Lindsay is saying, um, prayers don't need to be long and drawn out and wordy. They can be quick. Totally. Be with Lindsay right now. She's feeling anxious about this test. Help her to have clarity. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. It could just be super fast. And so it doesn't have to be fancy or perfectly thought out or yeah, that's good. I think prayer for a lot of people is really difficult and some people don't even know where to start. So where did you guys, where did you guys start hope? I mean, I think I am grateful that I grew up in a family that modeled it. Well, Mm -hmm. we prayed together um, not just at the dinner table, but just that was a practice that my parents really disciplined us, but it's still not easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I want to be honest here in this discussion, like we don't do this perfectly mm-hmm. and we're given right. a lot of resources, but we are not no. <laughs> at some higher level. Like we fail to pray mm-hmm. and yep. this, these are things that we have been able to encourage each other in community yeah. with. Yeah. I know for me, I don't, remember if someone told me to do this or whatnot, but I became a believer at a really young age. And I remember writing prayers in my journal mm-hmm. at eight, nine, 10. Wow. I don't know. I was little. Mm-hmm. I don't, I hope I have those journals somewhere. I have no idea, but who knows what they said, right? <laughs> that's so neat. That's cute. I found some of mine one Did time you? and I was like, oh. <laughs> that's what I would be like if I found them. I don't know where they are, yeah. fortunately. But it is kind of sweet to think all the way back then the Lord was calling me into him and, yeah, you know. They don't have to be fancy. I was eight. Yeah. You know, I probably, all the words were probably spelled wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And the Lord still heard you. He still heard me. Yeah. What about you, Lindsay? Well, I think, I think praying on my own was just sporadic. Um, I knew, I think I knew it was commanded or we were told to, and I learned that in church. And so I would, but I wasn't, I wasn't disciplined about it. Um, I think it didn't really become, um, vital or, um, I guess I don't think I understood the impact of it until I started doing it with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one one thing that stirred that was our church had um, started an elder-led prayer night, and um, the whole point was to come and pray mm-hmm. with people. And so, like, our home group came, and um, and it was terrifying mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> to go. And, like, these are people I knew, yeah. right? but just to, to be praying out loud with people. And, I mean, it we went for a long time and slowly over time, like those of us that were scared to pray out loud would start doing it Mm -hmm. and just attempt it. And, and that was a very helpful, um, environment to actually have a place to pray out loud, Mm -hmm. um, with people that were at least somewhat comfortable with. Um, but it was hard. Um, I think it's just hard to, I think it was helpful to hear other people pray and be like, 
okay, it doesn't have to be like mm-hmm. super eloquent or fancy. No. Um, and it doesn't have to be long, like you're saying, Samantha, and it doesn't have to be brand new information. Like I don't have mm-hmm. to pray something that someone's never prayed before, you know? Right. I want to pray as the spirit leads, but like relevant and caring and give it to the Lord. The whole point is to ask where the power is and that I can't do this. And just to confess that. And I don't know. I still remember the first time someone prayed like with me, I was in college and this girl was, I mean, at the time, at the time she seemed like a super mature Christian. It's probably because I was such an immature Christian, but anyway, she just asked if she could pray with me right then and there. And I was like, Oh, okay. (laughs) And I didn't do it. I didn't reciprocate that to right. anyone for a long time, but it stuck with me. I mean, I still remember it. So, isn't that cool though? Like those moments yeah. when people just trusted the Lord in that moment to pray for you, yes. how impactful that is. I mean, I, I too can remember specific times when people in the middle of Target aisle looking mm-hmm. at, you know, cleaner or whatever, somebody prayed for me and I will never forget that moment. Yeah. So. I relate to you, Lindsay. Um, I remember praying as a child. I don't know um, where I learned that. I remember praying, but it wasn't really until adulthood and we joined our small group that we had accountability time. And I was like, uh-oh, everybody's <laughs> praying out loud. <laughs> that means I'm next. And um, But it was actually really, really a, a big time of growth for me, just hearing everybody else pray, doing it in community, in a safe place. And don't get me wrong. I was scared. I was nervous. Yeah. Um, but that really um, shaped and molded my prayer life. And um, just as an encouragement to you guys out there, if that's hard for you, it's hard for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but yes. my encouragement would be just start. Just start with somebody that you trust and you love um, and that you feel safe with. Yeah. And just pray what you got. Yeah. Yes. Um, and again, it doesn't need to be fancy. So pray what you want to say. Right. Yeah. You know, right. just normal language. Yeah. Right. And focus on the Lord, not other people yes. when you're praying. Yeah. We don't bring anything to the table. So our we prayers not. are not earning our favor before the Lord. It's Preach just hope. in that relationship, we get to talk to God. Yeah. Which, what? Yeah. There's some gratitude right there. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. One other thing that um, has been super formational for me is just going back to the prayer journal and writing. You guys, we are a very forgetful, forgetful people. So we need to write these things down. We don't remember when the Lord has answered our prayer because we don't remember that we've prayed it, especially in our society where things are just so busy and there's so much going on. Um, I had a period of time a few years ago when um, I had a few, I had a number of friends that were struggling to get pregnant. And um, Chris and I just began to pray for those people very specifically. And I wrote it down. Um, and then a number of times, in my prayer journal. And then a few years later I was going back through my journals and I mean, all those families had multiple children and it had taken them years to have babies. And I had just completely forgotten. That's the Lord. He Mm -hmm. is the giver of life. And so just to write those prayers down and be able to go reflect on what the Lord has done in your life is a huge faith exercise, like a little notch in your belt to remember. I prayed for that. And, um, it was a really big deal that the God, that God answered it. And it gives you strength and, um, faith to do it again the next time when something comes up and you're just like, there's no way God can do this. And then you remember what he's done. And so you go ahead and do it. Yeah. That's good. I think writing it down is really helpful. I am very bad at that. 
as in I go through seasons where I write and then I do too. I go through seasons where I don't write anything down. Yep. So yeah. Yeah. I don't think that should stop you from praying just because yep. if you don't write it down or if that just seems overwhelming, like I think, mm-hmm. I think pray. Um, yeah. Like you said, pray what you got and just start. Also, if you are a person who tends to pray mostly for others, try to build the discipline of praying for yourself. Hmm. And if you are a person who tends to pray mostly for yourself, try to build the discipline of setting aside time to pray for others. One way that I do that, I think I tend to pray for other people more than I tend to pray for myself. And so for a while on Sundays, I would get up early and spend that time on Sunday praying for things that were going on with me. Mm. And I wouldn't, I literally had to, it was hard. Like I wanted to start praying for other people and I just wouldn't let myself during that specific period of time. So that's something else you can do to kind of grow your prayer life. And you've, if you have like literally no idea what to pray, the Lord has done this for you. Mm-hmm. He's uh, Jesus mm-hmm. prayed uh, in Matthew six. Um, he prays to the father. And so you can pray that prayer. Like he's modeled that and he says, pray like this. And so there is absolutely nothing wrong with praying the Lord's prayer um, and having that be your prayer until you feel like you can add what is happening in your life to that. And so um, I don't think there's anything to be ashamed about, about praying the Lord's prayer. Um, Okay. So a tip and um, a resource. Let's talk about that for a minute. So, Find one thing you can do is find someone in your life. Um, if you want to build the discipline of praying in community, find a person that you can schedule time with, whether it's once a month or once a week at a time that works for you to, um, pray with them. It can be 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever. Um, yeah. And it's a huge gift to hear someone pray for you. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And another thing we've done in our community is, um, prayed, some prayers from the Valley of Vision over each other. And so each day we'll pick a prayer um, from that book and we'll just read it. We'll like send it in a audio mm-hmm. video, audio text thing um, to each other just to pray that over each other. And so that's just been a cool way to get us um, engaged in praying for each other, but mm-hmm. also into prayers of old. So it's been great. Yeah. So thinking how prayer is super important, how can we use that to help share the gospel with those around us? We've talked about this in prior episodes, but I want to, and we've talked about it today, but it is the easiest way to share the gospel. Can I pray for you? Yeah. That no one is going to say no to that. I know we've said it, but we're, we're going to have that one on repeat. You should not be afraid to ask somebody, how can I pray? How for can you? I pray for you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even if they don't hear anything that you're saying and outside of that, they thought, Hey, somebody cared enough. Mm hmm to ask about me mm-hmm. um, and then and, follow up with them later. Yeah. How's yeah. that going? Yeah. Anything else I can pray for you about. Mm-hmm. And they're going to know that you're somebody that cares about them. And so if you ever have anything more to share with them or they have questions, like they know that you're a person that thinks that they matter. Mm-hmm. It's going to go a long way. Yeah. Yeah. So some resources that you can go to, to grow in your discipline of praying is a book called a praying life by Paul Miller. Um, Hope read earlier from the book Valley of Vision. Those are Puritan prayers that you can go to. The Psalms, obviously praying through those. And then there is a sermon that the Village Church has online through their website by Sam Albury. And he talks about praying to the Trinity. Um, And it was a super helpful sermon. Anything else? No, that sounds great. 
hopefully what we've talked about today has been helpful. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we got. Say so what, what you got. Yeah, pray what you got. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.